Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's time to wake up with a nice cup of morning roast. Featuring the Philmore's finest, Monte Hill. <laughs> the pride of the Excelsior, Joe Butcher Boy Shasky. You're listening to 95.7 The Game, the morning roast. Oh, baby, oh, baby, oh, baby. That's what you're getting at 6 in the morning right now. We're going to do a deep dive, though, as we say good morning to everybody out there getting off their YouTube or getting off their graveyard shift, excuse me. Teachers, students, cops, firefighters, mini drivers, you know the drill. Um, we're going to do a deep dive today into what went good, what went right, <laughs> what went wrong, the good, the bad, the ugly of the NSC championship game because on the third watch here, you notice a lot of things that cannot happen to get to Kansas City Chiefs. Now we're gonna we're not gonna break down the Chiefs, you know, right away here. We got a few days. We got a few, you know, when I say a few days, about eight days, uh, to break down the Kansas City Chiefs and we see what's going on here. What is this? Niners at Stadium Swim? Well, no, no. I was just gonna say there's a timer. There's twelve days, nine hours, twenty three yeah, minutes. Look at that on CBS right now. Twelve days, nine hours, twenty three minutes, six seconds, five seconds, four seconds, <laughs> three seconds. But there's a lot for the Niners to clean up now. Oh, no doubt. Now, but one thing we didn't really get into, and we could start wherever, but you know, I see a lot of people with the Brock Montana and the Joe Montana comparisons with Brock Purdy. I thought a lot of that game on Sunday. Yeah, there were some Joe elements to it. But those scrambles reminded me so much of Steve Young hmm. and the way he finished those runs. Steve Young didn't like to slide. Remember that was a big thing? Steve yes. Young would fall head yes. first. He yes. would take on a hit. He would take a pile on. You think about some of those classic touchdown runs. There's a lot more Steve Young to those scrambles with Brock Purdy than Joe Montana, but I thought the footwork was elegant, especially on that final drive, the championship yeah. drive, in which they go seven plays, 70 yards to ice the NFC title game in advance to the Super Bowl. You know, uh, I, I, I think it's so unfair comparing him to the you know the legends. I don't it, like doing that, I know. But, but if we're going to no, do that, if the fans are going to do that, I'll play along, okay. and I'll just say, you know what? I saw some elements of Steve. I saw some elements of Joe. All right. Well, what I saw, uh, at least in the first couple of drives, because I'm, I'm going through it. And I, let's start with some of the bad, right? Because I do want to get into all of the good. But starting with some of the bad, like the first couple of drives. Are you sure people want to start their morning off with some of the bad? I'm kidding. Okay. You go, tell me. You continue. Oh, no, no, it's okay. I just thought he was very hesitant. This was the second uh, game in a row where it felt like that first read maybe wasn't there. Maybe he wasn't seeing the pocket well uh, or seeing the, you know, the, the, the rush was coming into his face because there wasn't a big pocket. Uh, he didn't see the field well and it felt like that first read got taken away and he got just a little gun shy, a little hesitant early on. Now he settled in and that's to his credit and I thought that Debo Samuel really helped things out in that second half. I thought CMC really helped things out. I think some of the easier throws but like 
I'd be lying to you if I didn't say it. Like, he made some good throws early on, but hesitant was the word that I kept coming back to. It felt like he was afraid to make a mistake. And then he did make the big interception. And then it was almost like, okay, now I'm just going to play ball. Like, I've already made the mistake. Kind of like Jimmy Garoppolo, right? When Jimmy Garoppolo would throw a pick. Now, depending on which game you want to pick up, but most of the time when Jimmy threw a pick, he would get better yeah. after that interception. He would get the mistake out of the way. Shanahan would take the ball out of his hands, and then Jimmy would start to cook. Now, CMC, look, he he's starting slow. and I I mean, Brock Purdy was starting slow, on, uh, on, but I thought it was just a T-wide breakdown. You know, I thought, I thought guys, Detroit was just all over them. I, totally I thought they agree. were ahead of Kyle Shanahan early on in his football game by taking away that first read. Everybody knows the Niners love those slants. They mm-hmm. love those drags. Mm-hmm. And Detroit zoned it up a couple times, even though the Brendan Ayuk touchdown to tie the football game up at 24-24. I thought that was one of his best throws of the night, One of his too. best throws he of the night. slid the pocket to the left. Right. I mean, that was a beautiful ability of using the feet right. like you're talking no about to kind of move things. However, I noticed, too, on the Detroit side of things, where C.J. Gardner-Johnson was late getting to his spot. And it felt like Eric Glade had guys designated to their spots in that zone defense. Hey, I need you to guard this area. We see that a lot with the Baltimore mm. Ravens, right? Mm. With that matchup zone. Hey, let's, let, let's, let's, let's guard this patch of grass here. And at times, with Brock Purdy's feet and his eyes, he was able to manipulate that secondary, manipulate that defense, and just get them off their spots to their way where they are a second late, a half second late on some of those throws. You saw that with Ayuk. I thought the championship drive, because I also want to get in the shade of hand and his evolution as a play caller and as a head coach on finishing yeah, football yeah. games. That was a big talking point with shade of hand for so long. But back to Brock Purdy for a second. Look, it didn't start off pretty at all. It didn't. And then he got, he got wacky there. When he got the Niners back into the football game, okay. there were some things, and you listen to Greg Olsen, who, by the way, was absolutely phenomenal. By the way, Robo Olsen, give me Greg Olsen all day. I thought Robo was a little out of touch in that ASU championship game. I, I listened to it thoroughly last night, watching the second half back between the Ravens and, How good and is the Chiefs. Mahomes? Hey, Mahomes is good, but I'm like, Robo, you got to capture the moment here. Greg Olsen captured everything in that NFC sure. title game and broke it all down well, but Purdy was breaking so many rules as a quarterback. Well, <laughs> so I'm glad many. you brought this up because to me, one of the plays that's going to get lost, um, and it's more of like a highlight play, but I don't think people understand the magnitude of the play. It's third down, and they're kind of in no man's land, yep. and it, it's too deep to kick a field goal. They're down two touchdowns at the yep. time, and uh, or excuse me, they're down 17 points at the time, and he scrambles out to the left, and I don't think he's going to get a first down. And I don't no. think they're going to be able to hit a field goal from that far. No. They're like at like the forty-two, three. Like they're, they're just they're in a really You're tough. About spot. first drive in the third quarter. Yes, and it feels to me like they're at the thir- Detroit thirty-five yard line, third and four. So if you don't get a completion there, if you don't get any yards. It's a 52-yard kick. After the guys already missed one right. earlier in the game, uh, wide right. So, I don't know. I, I thought that was a crucial play. And, yes, it's a goofy, you know, Juwan Jennings has one of the best catches of his career. Um, it's a goofy play where he's rolling left. I thought he's going to run for the first down. He turns back around and does the cardinal sin of throwing back to the middle yep. of the field, which you talked about. And... Just getting that drive to be extended gave them what I believe to be a much more comfortable field goal attempt, which to me was kind of like, okay, all right, we got some points on the board. Even though in my seats at the time, I was like, God, I needed seven. Right. Yeah. They just needed points. Well, Shanahan said that in his uh, post-game locker room speech. He was like, boy, I thought we were going to get a touchdown. We got a field goal, and I thought, boy, this is going to be a little hard. That's what I thought, back. too, though. You know, you? And Shanahan told his team, well, you know, to get the field goal there, it's like you had to get a stop. You had to get a stop. 
right? The defense is going to have to buck up and get a stop at some point. And that next possession where Detroit goes for it on fourth and two, you know, we didn't talk about the third third down play. Now, the 49ers get the three points, right? They kind of calm the waters down. Yes. You're down two scores. And you're, I'm thinking to myself, boy, would it have been nice to have that Jake Moody field goal in the first half, but you don't. You're down two touchdowns. <laughs> you're down two touchdowns. So Detroit's going for it. Now, I found this out, you know, just kind of doing some research yesterday and watching the game back. Detroit, going into that football game, they were 20 of 25 on fourth downs in which it was fourth and three and less. Think about that. They completed, they converted 80% in their fourth downs when it was fourth and three or less. That's what they do. But but let me, I want to pause right here because I've been thinking about this for literally 24 hours. We're not the Chicago Bears and it's not week 11. You know what I mean? Like, I get your point of view. They right? did it against Kansas City. Well, they do it against anybody. It, it's not just the Chicago Bears. But this Bears. isn't just anybody. Like, yeah. I don't wear gym clothes to church. Chicago's, you could say by the end of the season, Chicago Bears defense was better than 49ers defense. You the, can say that. The point that and, I'm getting at is that just because those data points are all there doesn't mean that you do that no matter what, and it's a hard – like, I, that, that's my biggest switch, beef with but analytics. But see, see, but that's that's what you – when you get to that point, and you see a lot of teams when they get to a championship point, and they get to a World Series, mm-hmm. or they get to this championship series, they start switching up things that got them there. Do what you do that got you to that point. What got Detroit to that point, they were 20 and 25 on fourth and threes or less. That's what they've been doing since Dan Campbell has arrived. And why stop the aggressiveness? And when you think about that fourth and two, and we can get to the play itself. Josh Reynolds flat out dropped the pass. Yeah, but, first, but Goff that's was a first pressured down. on that play. But, God, but he threw a dime, though. You're yeah. going to face pressure. We're not going to have clean pockets at the stage. It hit Josh Reynolds in the heads. You don't get the first down. Josh Reynolds dropped. Two no, there's no massive no third doubt. downs. But I want to go back to the third down play. And this is where Detroit may have blew that sequence. The third down play. It's third and four at the Niners' 30-yard line. Yeah, and they third were running four. the ball. They running the ball. They were very averaging seven, effectively. seven yards a carry. Totally agree. They were running the ball. And third and four. We talked about this leading up to the football game. Detroit loves to throw it off first down. Mm-hmm. They threw it 60% of the time on third down, on first down to set up second and manageable. Third manageable. That was one of my keys going into the game. Can you keep Detroit out of second and four, second and three, third and four? And for the most part, you didn't do that. The Niners were giving up yards left and right on first down. But third and four, they line up Amara St. Brown in the backfield. Now, David Montgomery was running hard. Jameer Gibbs at that point was running hard. And they line up. Amara St. Brown in the backfield. And to me, that was a sign of Detroit just getting a little too cute, running your your wide receiver in the backfield. Now, if that's David Montgomery on third and four, they headed the ball off and he got two yards. If it's David Montgomery, it's probably a first down. Well, that, I think that third down play absolutely was it was terrible. And Fred Warner made a great play on that play. Fred Warner made a great play. I thought uh, Javon Killaw yes. made a great play. Yes. But Fred Warner made an unbelievable Stuck play. Him. But you're running that with Amara St. Brown. It was which was a little with ooh, three wide. And then you right. had Mon- I don't know if it was Gibbs or Montgomery out left. Right. And the other two wide receivers to the right. It was a very questionable call. Very I, I don't know, B like I hear you on the we did this all year. I just think that there are certain situations that are just different. And that's the way I am. Like when I watch Bumgarner come out of the bullpen in game seven, it's game seven. It's different. When I watch Mariano Rivera come out for a five out save, it's a playoff moment. It's different. It's not what we normally do throughout the regular season. When I see uh, like the Warriors, for example, allowing Steph Curry, this is one of the things that drove me nuts, even though he's got a hurt knee. Taking normal rest in Game 7 of 2016 where he's waiting till the 
six-and-a-half-minute mark to check in. That was wrong. This is not a regular season game. I don't just do what I did all year. I get the mentality. I understand it. But I also believe there's a time and a place. We just disagree on this the, one. The, the play was executed correctly. Golf foul pressure. He felt pressure. And he threw an absolute dime to Josh Reynolds. It hit Josh Reynolds in the hand. Can my receiver make a play and catch the pass? He flat out dropped it. Flat out dropped it. Now, on the flip side, Michael Basley, who was a kicker for the Detroit Lions, he only had four field goal attempts for the Lions. Obviously, their kicker. Which is uh, crazy. With, no, well, their original, their his, regular his, kicker yes. was hurt. So, what was his name? Was it Blankenship? Who, who am I thinking about? Blankenship? Yes, Blankenship. So, Basley, four for four on the season. He only attempted one field goal for 40 yards on the season for the Detroit Lions. That's a 47-yarder if they do decide, hey, we're going to go for it. We're not going to go for it. Let's elect to kick the three and go up three possessions. All right. It's on the floor. What if he misses that? The, what if he misses that? Like you I, know what I'm saying? Uh, like I hear you say, go kick, go kick, go kick. This guy had one kick over 40 yards at Levi Stadium. And again, you are 20 of 25 from fourth and three and less. this isn't the regular season. This is so the playoffs. Well, this is I, the I mean, NFC Championship well, game. Well, you guys told me when it was leading up to the Green Bay Packers, well, they lost to the New York Giants. And I'm like, well, this ain't the regular season. They're well, yeah, team. I was wrong. You know, you, you, no, no, but it's not about you being wrong or right. It's about what a team's doing. This is what their coach should do. But, but if that's, what, but I love that's what your Goff, identity. But I love what Jared Goff did. Love what Jared Goff did. He said, you know what? You know what? This is what we do. We wanted to go for it. Riddles is my guy on third down. He's my guy on second down. The guy flat out dropped the pass. Be, but... See, this is the problem. Like, part of why they were on the road and not at home was this is what we do. We're going to be aggressive late in the game when they're playing the Dallas Cowboys, when they should have taken the yeah. tie and they had three opportunities at the one and they kept throwing it, kept throwing it, even though well, they got penalized. Well, they got robbed for that. They should have won that football game. The referees blew that I game. Mean, we were all watching that game and we I said, take the, the points, guy, take no, the points, but, go to overtime. But they scored the two point conversion. And the guy, they said, well, he didn't he did report to the referee what he obviously did. But that's what that happened. was a blunder by the officials. But then that you have the opportunity to make, to make an adjustment and take the points. See, this to me is ego. This is the same thing when I saw Sirianni go for two when it had nothing to do with points uh, when they're playing Tampa Bay. It was, to me, just because that is your organizational philosophy doesn't mean it fits the moment. And I think this oh, is. Oh, I thought it fit that moment. I don't know. Well, Listen, but, that, but, but if you're going to be but, aggressive there, why are you running the ball on second down before the end of half and calling what, a timeout? Well, that was, like, th- like, if you're going to stay aggressive all the time, then they should have gone for the aggressive gusto and thrown the ball into the end zone right before halftime because taking the field goal right before halftime for Dan Campbell was a very weak minded move in that situation. They're up 21 7. They get the, the no, field goal 24. I don't know. They didn't even try. I, to be aggressive. No, no, in that they situation. did. No, Dan Campbell, they actually threw a screen pass there. On the they third threw, down. On the third down. They threw a screen pass there on the third down, and it got to the two and a half yard line. And Dan Campbell sat there long and hard and thought over and over and over. And you could tell it was late when he finally said, All right, let's kick the field goal, go up three scores before halftime. Because I get I get it in that situation. You don't get the fourth down there. All of a sudden, the Niners go into the locker room, down two scores with big-time life going into the locker room. You kick the field goal there, you go up 17, you're like, all right, we're up three scores. I don't like the way we finish that half. And by the way, Jerichoff missed a wide-open Jameer Gibbs in the back of the end zone uh, early in that sequence. Throws. He missed some big throws to go to that. So I get why Dan Campbell said, you know what? Let's end this game right here. I got a chance to put a stranglehold on the 49ers, and if the field goal presents itself later in the possession, let's do that. 
Fourth and two, we can agree to disagree. I know a lot of people disagree, but again, this is what Detroit does. They were 20 and 25 on fourth and threes and less. And at that point, think about what they were doing. I had a bigger problem with them passing the ball personally. I would have just ran the ball because they were gashing the Niners at the line of scrimmage. They were averaging seven yards a carry. At that point, the rushing yards tilted so far in Detroit's favor. Dominant. It was 168 to 45 at that point. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, they passed it. Not only did they pass it, Reynolds flat out dropped it. Your players at some point got to make a play. No, I, I thought the you. Lions put them in position. Campbell and Ben Johnson put their players in a position to succeed. And Detroit just didn't make plays in the second half. No, well, that that is undeniable. I don't know. I just any play where you're going to get Goff to move his feet, you feel good as a defense. You're like, all right, we did something well. And on that play, they got him to move his feet. I, I'm, I'm with you on the run game. I, it took the Niners. Four possessions to make a play on the edges in the run game, Bonte. I, I, Gibson is still missing tackles on the outside yep. right now. That is my number one takeaway watching the game back is what are they going to do right. to adjust on the on the edges in the run game? Gibson missed over. Now, he made a great strip play, and that's the play that everyone's going to remember, but missed tackle after missed tackle, and Oren Burke's getting wiped out, and Chase Young, questionable effort across the board, and and even Nick Bosa getting plastered by, by wide receivers. I, I want to know how they're going to fix this in the next two weeks. I, like, because that that is clearly a huge hole. When you watch that game back, why Detroit went away from the run is beyond me. Yeah, I don't know why. Beyond. And, me. and, and, and so the the second the second fourth down that they tipped and down twenty seven twenty four. Now that one's just flat out dumb to me. And the Niners did a good job of disguising their defense on the play. They zoned up the underneath yeah, stuff. The, 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 the drags, yes. water, green law. They zoned it up underneath. Good call. And they confused Jared Goff there underneath where he and they flushed him out to his right. They flushed him out of the pocket to where he had to run. There was a guy coming in on the left. I don't know if it was Amaras A. Brown, who it was there on the drag. He had him initially, but he got flushed out to the right, throwing throws an incompletion. At that moment, I have to try to field goal to at least tie the football game up. But Detroit has had a ride of kicking all season long. They've had a ride of kicking under Dan Campbell whatsoever. So that's on them. But that was the bad with the 49ers. There was a lot of bad there with the defense. You talk about the effort of Chase Young. Go look at the touchdown play with Jameer Gibbs. It was really – like it's hard to defend that. It's embarrassing. It was embarrassing. Even the biggest Chase Young fan, like it, it's really – but he's not the only one. I saw some questionable effort from a lot of guys. Right now – Safety play is a huge question mark. Like, yeah. the Niners' safety play is... Well, they miss Hufanga. Uh, they miss Hufanga tremendously, and they're going to miss him in this I, Kansas City Chiefs I, game in the Super Bowl. I mean, Travis Kelsey, I don't think people realize, well, maybe people didn't realize, but watching it back yesterday looked, in the second half, 11 catches on 11 targets. He looked amazing. 11 catches on 11 targets. After and looking it, very subpar for his standards all right. year. I mean, so, yeah, we got a long way to go, but the Niners are going to have to clean... Or, Maybe the Niners are just gonna have to score, 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 and maximize every single possession. And you gotta get off to a faster start. If you don't get off to a fast start against Kansas City, it could be lights out very, very early. I don't care how mediocre their offense was during the regular season. But there's a lot of bad in this game that the Niners have to clean up, and then there's a lot of good. And that's where I want to get the Kyle Shanahan in that championship <laughs> drive when they were up 27-24 to put that game away. We see the examples under Kyle Shanahan with the 49ers in which they fell in that situation to put a team away, to go for that throat, to go for the gusto, to go seal a football game. That's what they did on Sunday, and I want to get into that drive coming up on a morning roast. Brought to you by Fremont Bank. Full service banking, no compromises. Morning roast is live on YouTube right now. Take it away, Bate. 
bright light said it gonna set my soul, gonna set my soul on fire. Got a whole lot of money that's ready to burn, so get those stakes up higher. You in or out on uh, Elton? Pretty women waiting out there. They're all living the devil may care. How should I answer this? I'm just a devil with no despair, so viva! Heard uh, Elvis was a thief. Well, yes, that's well known. Oh, I didn't. I mean, yeah, it's well I knew it was well known. I don't know how I feel about saying that, but I heard he was a thief when it came to music. So I don't know how I feel about him. It seemed like a good show, man. I heard the movie was good. I've been meeting him, uh, watching movies. So I'm on bucket list. I'm not the biggest Elvis fan, but he does have hitters. He does have hitters. Big catalog. I, just, I never got like growing up. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. How you had everybody impersonate Elvis like in Vegas and Halloween and everybody's dressed up in Elvis. It's like a very popular costume. It's, yeah, it's, I, well, I mean, that's... Everybody wants to be Elvis, like, it's, it's kind of weird to me. It's kind of strange. But who am I to judge? How about this? But this, Spadone. I won't come back with any more Elvis rejoins, sorry. No, no. No, you can't. I just, he asked me my thoughts. My, I gave my him my opinion. My favorite Elvis song is Caught in a Trap. I think yeah. that's my favorite one. So I'd like to hear that at some point today. I'm caught in a trap. Yeah. I like the older stuff as opposed to the, right. the you know... Early 60s. Style. And he was like, they call him the king because he was that popular. That's why everyone dressed as him. Yeah. He was just such a cultural icon. That's why. Oh, is thanks. I'm just saying, you guys are wondering why people dress <laughs> as him because he was one of the most famous him? people yeah. in the world. Right. No, I know. Yeah. No, I know. I, and he was I, a movie star. Yeah, I just thought, you know, I, I've seen movies, woke up, and, you know, um, <laughs> Elvis fine, I guess. Uh, by the way, I've had enough. <laughs> How'd you like to guy. have breakfast with the morning rush? How would you like to have breakfast with the boys from the morning roast? Well, you have a chance to do just that starting tomorrow morning at 7.30 and 8.30. We will be offering you a chance to have eggs and toast with the roast. Ah, I see what you guys did there. I kind of like that. Tune in tomorrow morning to learn how you can win breakfast with the roast. This contest will start tomorrow and go through next Tuesday. Two winners each day, and each winner gets to bring a plus one. Breakfast, breakfast with the roast. Come on, guys. Anybody want to have salty eggs with Shasky? Anybody want to have some burnt toast with Bonte? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, you but no, scare me, Bonte. <laughs> Why do I scare you? Why do I scare you? The Kings should scare you. Um, Are let's you go serious? To, let's go to James real quick in Santa Rosa. James, what's happening, man? You're what's up, James? Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate no problem. you guys. No problem. So uh, I just want to talk about uh, Brock Purdy and uh, – I think he's the most underpaid athlete in all of sports. And also, my son just loves him so much. Like, he's he's his favorite player. And I feel like it's, he's got the Steph Curry effect where, like, kids know they can't throw the ball like Patrick Mahomes 100 yards down the field. But they feel like the underdog, like, they could be Brock Purdy. 
Absolutely. A lot of kids probably feel that way. I mean, that's part of the appeal of Steph Curry is, you know, most people aren't going to be able to physically appear like LeBron or Shaquille O'Neal and dunk and jam the way they do. But with Steph, you feel like you, you, know, you can go into a, a basketball gym and see a bunch of eight and nine-year-olds who are scrawny chucking up three-pointers, right? Even though in real life, Steph Curry's usually the tallest guy in the room right? at 6'3". 6'3", 6'4", yep. But... You know, Purdy Purdy made some plays in this one, man. He uh, did. He made some plays. Him just, you know, with the way he walks into the stadium, he's got just a basic jacket on, some jeans. It's like he's wearing his hard hat. Like he's a manager at a construction site or something. I don't know. Um, it is kind of cool to see him make only $900,000 and lead a team to a Super Bowl. Like he wins his Super Bowl. Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy won't have to worry about making $900,000. In a season ever again at the quarterback position, I can tell you that much. Well, he's already <laughs> making more off the off the field because he's in Toyota commercials. Uh, I've seen him in a variety of different uh, Levi's commercials. He, he's somehow he's made a little bit of cash in his back pocket, right. but clearly not the amount of generational wealth the other quarterbacks who were in the uh, the final four were making. Right. So Brock Purdy. I mean, look, I thought. Watching that game back, especially in the fourth quarter, especially with those scrambles in the second half, I said, man, forget Joe Montana for a second. Now, the footwork was excellent. Footwork in the mm-hmm. pocket by Brock was just next level. It was elite. Um, some of the throws he made, nice little sail route to George Kittle there. That was uh, a really was nice. Second he waited quarter. on it he just waited a second. On it. Yeah. Nice touch. Yeah, I Didn't agree. rush it. Uh, one of his best throws outside the numbers he's had all season long. But some of those scrambles and the way he finished those scrambles, I saw number eight. I didn't see number 16. And when I say number eight, I'm not comparing Brock Purdy to Steve Young. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to disrespect Steve Young as a Hall of Famer, nor am I going to disrespect Joe Montana. But if you want to compare those guys, go ahead. I, I, I really don't care. But the way he finished those runs was more Steve Young-esque. And I think when Steve Young used to finish those scrambles, and he wouldn't go down, and he would try to bowl over a defender, look, we all thought, man, you're crazy. You're our quarterback. You may get hurt here. But I understand what it does to a sideline. Yes. When the sideline and your teammates see you, the quarterback, refusing to go down and going shoulder first, head first in, I'm not sliding. I'm getting every single inch of grass I can possibly get on this play. I thought, whoa. That's Steve Young. That's not Joe Montana. That's a little bit of Steve. You know, you wanted to get into the final drive, like the the drive that put him up 10, correct? That's the one you wanted to get into? Um, The third and four is the one that's going to stick out for me. You've got Shanahan kind of slowing things down. He's got a couple of CMC tosses. There's a little Debo play-action play to kind of calm Purdy down. It's just a simple little rollout. Boom, let me hit the guy in the flat. Um but it's third and four, and they go shotgun, and they've right. got CMC on one side of Purdy, and they got Debo on the other side mm-hmm. of him. And Purdy recognizes that, like, and I don't know if he told them at halftime, hey, use your legs a little more, but it just felt like something got inside Purdy's head to use his legs. That run, that third and four scramble, I don't even know how many total yards he got on that play, and then he wouldn't go down, and then he dove forward. It's one of the great plays of his of his young career. Twenty one yards. Twenty one yard scramble right there. Twenty one yard scramble. And him extending plays, I thought was so underrated in his game against Detroit. Extending those plays and just making things happen, whether it was passing, whether it was running, whether it was getting extra yards, that could be a key against Kansas City because Kansas City blitzed the heck out of Lamar Jackson. But listening to the broadcast, Tony Romo and Boomer Esiason, all the panel there at CBS, they were discussing how uh, Spagnolia, the defense coordinator oh. for uh, Kansas City, who's really, really good. We've seen this guy for way too long, even with the New York Giants back in 2011. He is 
is good at his job. Maybe one of the best defense coordinators in all of football, and he doesn't get talked about enough. But they totally flipped their game plan against Buffalo to Baltimore. Against Buffalo, they said, we're not going to allow explosives. Mm -hmm. You can have all the little dick and dunk stuff. We're going to bid, 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 but we're not going to break. Baltimore, they came after Lamar Jackson. Every other play they were blitzing, Lamar Jackson. So I have no idea what they have in store for Brock Purdy, but Brock Purdy's ability to extend somebody's plays mm. is going to be very key in that Super Bowl against the Kansas City Chiefs. And I thought that was the difference in that second half against Detroit. Sure, he made a lot of throws, made some great throws, but extending those plays and then using his legs, that was big time, man. That was yeah. the difference between him and golf in that fourth quarter. Well, there's no doubt. And I, I thought the way Shanahan was calling plays in the entire second half, to me, we haven't given enough credit to in the yep. last 48 hours. I thought he did a great job of, number one, getting CMC and Debo just acclimated to the to, and, and getting them easy touches, whether it's everybody go deep, let's check down mm -hmm. to CMC, or here's a toss to CMC on the edge and let him use his legs and, and his vision and his jukes. And then getting Debo involved, I thought it galvanized the stadium. The stadium was reacting to Debo Samuel. And then Purdy clearly felt calm after he had a couple of little screen passes to Debo. The best pass, like in, in terms of like getting momentum, was that deep one on the first drive of the third quarter, even though they didn't score a touchdown. He threw a laser downfield to Debo Samuel in traffic. That was just a dart, absolute dart. That was on the second play of the drive. Uh, first play, they go run over to the right side. McCaffrey gets eight, and they go no huddle. Quick stuff, right? Quick game. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Let's get on the line of scrimmage. Let's make sure Detroit doesn't change their personnel. And then, boom. He hits Debo Samuel, and that was a laser. That was that was a great wow. I felt like that throw was 150 miles an hour. He hit it right <laughs> in the heads. Debo's able to run with it. It's a 26 yard gain. And all of a sudden, the stadium's got some juice there. Mm -hmm. So when you get into Detroit territory, a minute into the third quarter, you're like, okay, you're cooking with something here. So that drive right there, but the championship drive by Shanahan, and we see it at the SoFi Stadium. We've seen it at Jerry's World with Jimmy Garoppolo. We've seen this in situations with Kyle Shanahan when it's time to ice a football game up. He gets a little conservative. He gets a little tight. He leads on the defense. There's 7.32 left in the fourth quarter. Stadium's buzzing. You're up 27-24. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? When is Detroit going to get the ball back? And when they do get the ball back, what's the score going to be? It's going to be 30-24. to It's going to be 34-24. What are you going to do? I thought Shanahan was brilliant on that final drive. McCaffrey seven yards. Boom. Let's go to D let's go to Debo for a little quick gator. Let's get the first down, move the sticks. Let's take our time. Here you go, McCaffrey. Let's run the ball again. Let's take our time. Short little pass, McCaffrey. Mm -hmm. And now you're setting up third and manageables. And he gets a scramble there. And then McCaffrey follows it up with a big twenty five oh. yard run. And so that championship drive. The five-minute offense I thought was excellent by Shanahan. He didn't get out of sorts. He allowed Purdy to do what he did, and that showed the trust between Shanahan and Purdy. And so by the time Purdy with the victory formation, who's the first guy he hugs off the field? Kyle Shanahan to celebrate a trip to the Super Bowl. Let's, let's examine that third and four uh, just for a second. Debo on one side, CMC on the other side. They're in shotgun. I'm sorry. like I was thinking in my mind, is he going to run this ball right here? Is he going to try to run this? Like, like yep. I think in years past he does run it with Jimmy yep. G. And I'm not ripping Jimmy G. I'm just saying, like, I'm going off the history. Like, go back to all the big plays on third and fourth they had in that SoFi matchup or the week before against Green Bay or the week before that against Dallas in that 2021 right. playoff. He ran the ball on every one of those plays. 
And in this one, he was going to throw. And yep. Purdy ends up scrambling. I think that's the differentiator right there. He trusts his quarterback, and then his tr- his quarterback, yep. uh, you know, comes back and says, oh, you, you trust me? Let me make a play because there's nothing else out there, and let me scramble for a big one. And yep. then the CMC run. Charlie Warner, that might have been the best block of his career. Yeah, no, that was a big-time run by CMC. We'll get to George. Uh, the coach, excuse me, the coach in Los Altos. That's coming up on the other side. Plus, Brian Baldinger. Brian Baldinger, you know what time it is. It's appointment radio. Baldy's breakdowns, 730 here. LaRosa will break down championship Sunday oh, between the Niners and the Lions. And, of course, we'll touch on the Chiefs a little bit. And we'll have next week to break down the Chiefs as well as we get deeper and deeper into the Super Bowl breakdown here on the Morning Rose. By the way, shout-out to YouTube and Twitch. Brought to you by First NorCal Credit Union and Smart choice for low auto low rates and super simple application process it's a warriors game day that's right they're taking out the 76ers who lost to portland last night but they had nobody playing no nobody Embiid, no max i expect those guys to go tonight i guess to go to state warriors is brought to you by xfinity the xfinity 10g network made for streaming live sports was coming up in the game brought to you by free my service banking no compromises your phone calls 888-957-9570 we're breaking down the good the bad the ugly of that win on sunday Now, back to the Morning Roast with Vontae and Shasky. All right, this segment sponsored by Go to State Lumber, serving the Bay Area for three generations. When you succeed, we succeed. Visit GoToStateLumber.com. I got to read this because it just came across my timeline. I had to about the whole fourth down fiasco. And it's not about being right or wrong. It's just trying to, I'm just trying to explain the situation Detroit was in and what they do. And everybody could disagree with it. Whether, you know, that's that's the beauty of football. That's the beauty of these football games. In hindsight, we could always question what you do. Greg Olson, who, of course, joined us on the Morning Rush a couple weeks ago. I thought he was fantastic. Fantastic with Kevin Burkhardt on Sunday. Greg Olson, like, he did not miss on Sunday. One of the best performances I've seen from a color analyst or heard from a color analyst in quite some time. And I'm saying and that's saying a lot because I think Troy Aikman's been pretty good. But he just tweeted this. Tweeted this at about 6 in the morning. The biggest criticism used against analytics is that it doesn't take into account the team or the situation. Michael Badgley, who is the Lions kicker, Career from 48 yards plus, which would, that field goal would have been 47, 48. Career from 48 plus, he makes 45% of those kicks. 45%. So they also later tweets, why doesn't it take the points crowd include these pieces of info? Early in game, SF elected to attempt the field goal on fourth down. Some people question that decision by Shanahan. Moody missed the kick, obviously. So Badgley, and I was explaining this, he only had one kick of 40 He was 4-4 four for four on the season. He hadn't really kicked all year. 45% conversion rate for 48-plus. Does that change anybody's like well, but kind of the, thought process? But but if you're going to do that, the historical data in the playoffs is different than the regular season. Regular season, 51% for NFL okay. conversion on fourth down. But it, in the playoffs, it dips down into the into the the high 30s. So like we could play that analytics game. I'm just going the no, field. He's, That's just he, no, he's he's not playing the analytics game. He basically what Greg Olson is saying is that the bigger biggest criticism using its analytics that it doesn't take into account the team, the player, the situation, the coaching. It's basically yeah, and robotic. The and the momentum. And the player, Michael Basley, 
has only made forty five percent of his forty eight plus yard field but goals. See, like I, I when we were talking yesterday, I actually brought up all of the data regarding the average, the NFL average, Bagley's yeah. average from those distances, the average He's on, on third, fourth and third, on fourth and third, what the average conversion rate is. Right. But also in the playoffs, you're playing better defenses. Right. I don't know, no doubt. Look, but fourth we're and three, but, but, but no, no, we're not. But I, I don't care about that. I'm just saying, Detroit was twenty of twenty five. Of fourth and threes or less all season long. That's 80% conversion rate. The numbers tell you, wow, they convert 80% of the time when it's fourth and three or less. That was a fourth and two. On the flip side, the kicker, the kicker, who's you had you have on your roster, has only made 45% of his kicks from 48 plus. The data tells you right there, the facts tell you, go for it. I, I mean, the, the numbers are telling everybody that, whether it's analytics but or not. But if you're going to be a, like again, so like my whole thing is, if you if you say I'm aggressive and this is what we do, well then why don't you throw the ball into the end zone when it's 38 seconds to go and you've got multiple timeouts and it's 21-7 and it's first and goal after Amra St. Brown they did throw the ball first in, down. They did throw the ball into the end zone. One time it was a lob yeah. throw to throw away. It was no, it was a throw no, away. J- Jameer Gibbs was wide open. Wide open Monte, in the back it of like the end zone. It looked like a throwaway. And then the second no, one that, that was a run throwaway. play. And then the third one was a screen pass. That, did, did Jameer Gibbs play? Was it no throwaway? That's he, what it looked he like missed to me. Him. He missed him. He know. flat out missed him. Greg Olson said it. Kevin Burkhardt said it. He had Jameer Gibbs behind Fred Warner on that little, I don't know if it was an angle route or a C route, whatever it was. He flat out missed him. Flat out missed him. Look, at their offseason, whether we like it or not, he will always be remembered for what happened in that game because of the aggression and going for it. And it's going to live with him. It's going to live with him. It's the same way it lives with Shanahan. It's the same way it lives right. with LaFleur after not going for it on that fourth down when they kicked the field goal and gave the ball back to Tom Brady in the Tampa Bay-Green Bay game. That's just what happens. I mean, it's different. It's not the regular season. This is the playoffs. But they've been going for it all playoffs. Nobody had a problem with it. Well, it cost them the number one seed. <laughs> well, the referees cost them the number one seed. All right. The official did the official did not make the ball. Well, but after you Spinoli, get an, after you get a second opportunity and then a third opportunity, you have to take the points. That's holding offense number seventy six. They blew it. Let's go to uh, Coach Los Altos. Coach, what's happening? Oh my God, Vontae. Uh, Shasky, uh, your voice is still. I don't even know what to say, dude. Dude, I had, I had four of my, uh, I had my wife and three of my four kids. My one kid's up in Seattle and he couldn't come down. Um, and so, but I had five of us there, friends, everything. We're about five rows from the field down by the Lions tunnel. And it, it was easily my favorite sporting event ever. Um, I I I still am blown away by how by so many things. My my quick points on the comeback, uh, the no huddle, Purdy, Debo, CMC running angry, the electricity from Debo right after halftime, where he's saying, "Let's go, let's go," and he's got you know he's. Uh, reminded me of Friday Night Lights, where the coach is, you know, uh, spinning his hand, saying, "Let's go." The second one is the whether you call it the BA ricochet, the immaculate, <laughs> uh, you know, deflection, the IU fluke. I don't care what you call it. It happened right in front of us. I will never forget that. It was it was our Lynn Swan Super Bowl moment. It was. Uh, I'll just I'll just never forget it. I think the second point, the fumble. Yeah, Gip. Gip was uh, grasping at shadows uh, the first half. 
But that rip, when he reached in there and pulled that, and then to have Eric Armistead, who's just a warrior, an awesome dude, with this, you know, plantar fasciitis sucks. I've had it. And the fact that he's in there and he gets the fumble, that just, that was game-changing. At that moment, we had uh, put our hats on backwards, put the, the rally towels under our hats, the rows in front of us and behind us said, you can't move. You can't take those off. Everybody's jumping, dancing, screaming. You couldn't hear yourself think. The energy in the stadium, the security guy I was talking with afterwards is I was just lying there, just dead, dead tired. He grew up in Candlestick. He said, this is the first time it felt like Candlestick in the day. So the question I have for you, for so the question I have for you guys, and I really want to hear your answer is: Wilkes has vowed to address the defensive issues before the Super Bowl. How's he going to do that's, it? I, and, that's and the with, million dollar question. And with, with that, I will see you in Vegas, baby. See, Let's go Niners. See you in Vegas, Coach. I, there was a play in the second half, and I noticed it a couple times because I was talking to Lubbock last night. Chase Young was, it was so asked bad. to drop in coverage. Chase Young in coverage, and watching him dropping coverage, the guy had no idea what he was doing. Now, again, Steve Oaks loves to blitz, right? He told us midway through the year, I'm still trying to learn this scheme. This defense was not good on Sunday. They bit, they bit, they bit, they bit, they bit. They didn't break. And if you make the mistakes this defense made against Green Bay and the Detroit Lions, you would get your ass blown out in the Super Bowl by Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. The screen game for Detroit worked. What does Andy Reid do? Andy Reid may be the best screen game coordinator, best screen game constructor, play caller in the history of the NFL. All right? (laughs) That's a problem. If you want to run a lot of zone, what Steve Wilkes did against Detroit, well, Patrick Mahomes and company are going to destroy that zone. You see what they did to Baltimore's zone defense? And and he he always has creativity for you. Remember in the last Super Bowl, he had that that trick play where everybody moved at and, the goal line. Uh, yeah. yeah, like he always brings that to the table though when you give him a couple of weeks, right, B? So so Steve Wilkes, I listen. I'm just I'm just praying that Nick Bosa has an all time performance. Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw do what they do, and they're going to have their heads full with, with Travis Kelsey. And if you get match up Dre Greenlaw as much as I love him, if you match up Dre Greenlaw and Travis Kelsey, it's going to be a long day for the 49ers defense. And then you got Jair Brown and Sean Gibson in the back end. It's Kansas City gets deep with you. McCall Hartman last season. How many Jets sweeps did he rush? Did he have three touchdowns yeah. against the 49ers and Levi's? Almost the same play, it felt like, all at the goal line. So... Yeah, Steve Wilkes is going to have his hands full. I have no idea what he does. Well, no idea how he defends Patrick Mahomes in Andy Reid in the Super Bowl. Uh, like, what about the personnel adjustments? Because like Oren Burks was getting wiped out, and I know that 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 one uh, linebacker on those on those like toss plays and those sweep plays. I mean, you're you're just. It's really difficult. You got two people blocking you, and you're going to have to make a play. It just feels like he gets washed out, and then yep. it's Gibson coming up, or the other safety, Jair Brown, having to come up and make a tackle in space. And more times than not, they're eating grass. They're eating and, grass. And like, I know we want to blame Wilkes, so I'm I'm asking like. Do they even have the personnel to be able to make that adjustment on those toss plays? Yeah, I, I think. Like I'm being fair. Yeah, I'm trying no, to be fair the here. Personnel. Like, maybe we've overrated the personnel around Warner and Greenlaw and Bosa. Maybe the personnel is just not that good. Now Kansas City's offensive line is it the same as Detroit's? I think Detroit has one of the better, if not I mean, the best, yeah, offensive line in all good. of football. Penay Sewell. I'm telling you guys, man. He's an all timer. 
That guy is nasty. He does everything. He's pulling. Yeah, he's he's down blocking. He's he's running routes. He was open for a little route. He leaked out. I mean, this guy is nasty. Do, does Kansas City have anybody like that? 